If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Ron Harrison, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio. I'm your host, Tim Grimes, and joining me tonight, I got the whole cruise here, well, the whole Sunday cruise here anyway. First off, we got Mr. Ron Harrison. How are you, Ron? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we got the whole house done, with exception of just cleaning a kitchen and utility room, and still got to get a call a plumber out. I can't fix that leak uh, like I thought I'd be able to in the uh, the bathroom. I'm, they're going to have to cut into the wall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but got all the carpets done. Uh, Shouldn't be long. Shouldn't be long at all. Are you fueling up the truck and ready to go? Oh, it's been on full. <laughs> it's, and it's pointed that direction? <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> and Except it's, for the, the wife hitting work, you know, three days a week. Right. Shoot. You got it. Oh, that truck's sitting. Got the GPS already pre-programmed for Alabama. And oh, I know the route. You're ready to go. <laughs> I know the route. I just... But you just gotta get in that truck and like go. We were talking before the show about Amherst Christmas event and mm-hmm. this and that, and like I said, I'm not making it because I'm not coming back out here. You just want to get the heck after out after I just leave. Yeah, you just want to go. That's not happening. I know you just want to get out of there. Now, and I gotta. I don't know if 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 he's on the neighbor, my na- a neighbor down there, other than Lou and Robert uh, Gary Salmons that lives uh, down there has that. Uh, you guys remember he had the pavilion? Yeah. He's got the hovercraft right next to Lou. Well, uh, he's going to be listening to the show tonight, so I'm hoping hoping he's there. Hi, Gary. Well, there you go. Big howdy to Gary. All right. There you That's go. That's right. Well, well. And, and you know, well, I've, well, I've got the air here. Uh, gold is up, 1255 up $12. Okay. Silver, 1646 up 22 cents. Platinum's nine thirty-seven, up nine dollars. Palladium is down a dollar, eight forty-four. Mm. But gold uh, has been going steadily. It's been going up. She's a climbing, <clears throat> which it's we like to see. Like to see. Yes, sir. We like to see it a climbing. See that gold going up. Get to thirteen here soon. I hope. Right. That'd yeah, be absolutely. Nice. Can't wait to hear you say it. Thirteen hundred yes. bits. I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. If it gets hits back to eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred again, I'm not waiting anymore. Oh no, I don't think anybody's I was trying gonna to wait, wait for anymore. That I think everybody will be figure. running and cashing it in, won't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> by, by then, I figure Kathleen should have about six or seven ounces at the rate she's going. Yeah, they're they're she, killing, killing it down it. there at the river. Yep. I've seen what they posted there, and good lord. <clears throat> yep. So that's what I figure. She's she's waiting, eighteen nineteen, cash it in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Heck absolutely. yeah. Well, Ron, I'm glad you made it tonight. Now, thank you for being here, buddy. Me too. Awesome. You bet. All right. Also joining us tonight, we got Miss Kathleen Biffle. How are you, Kathleen? 
Doing well. Doing a lot better than last week. Doing a lot. Oh, you're all rested. <laughs> you're good to go. I am rested, and and I'm gonna be ready to go again this week. Awesome cleanout you had there. Yes. Man, you killed it. So excited. I'm going back. <laughs> I bet you are. That was amazing. <laughs> good God. Man, what was the yeah. weight? Can you tell us, or is that like secret? It's not secret. It was four four grams. Oh my that God. <laughs> that was pretty good weekend. No, that's not pretty good. That's pretty awesomely great. That's, that's about what I got in Indiana that time. Yeah. yeah. Power drenching. guys. <laughs> That is awesome, Kathleen. You're you're definitely in the lead this year. Jeez, the the great... well, you know, we haven't even been out every week every weekend, but we really make the most of the ones we do get to get out on. So we work hard, obviously. <laughs> and last uh, last Saturday we just did a trip, so I was pretty exhausted. You know, you drive down and you get your equipment out. You dredge all day, then you move it all back in the car and chuck, and then you take off again. So yeah, but that's for, all today. <laughs> for that, <laughs> it was worth it, right? I mean, that's a yes. that is a monster haul, you know. That's yes. <clears throat> that's. I just, was exhausted though. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet you was, but it's like still, my gosh, that that is super. Now, I'm very happy and very proud of you it's like good job kathleen and she well had. you know it wasn't all me she that's why i said and she had good job both of you it's like you've got a pretty big dredge too you guys are like oh, the 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 newest the greenest prospectors of the bunch and probably doing better than everybody <laughs> it's like good job i am that's just amazing it's just happy I'm for you guys it. it's it's summer well you know i go in the winter too but it's just we had so many bad bad trips to begin with All right making up for lost time so, so. when you have a good one it, it's really nice to have a good one and yeah. that that is i was very impressed when i seen that i was like oh my god they they just destroyed it great job <laughs> man so what else is happening kathleen anything new to report oh, you know i'm obsessed with my koi pond you guys that's <laughs> really obvious uh-huh well, I went and got a couple more. Oh, you got a couple more. So now more. we got to make a bigger pond. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> well, it happens. <laughs> but I'm really excited about it. <laughs> oh, God. Now it's koi. You'll, you'll have a koi pond about the size of a swimming pool next. <laughs> oh, it's gonna, we're building an extension. <laughs> an, an extension, an offshoot. Uh, okay. An offshoot. Shad, does yes. Shad just shaking his head when, when you? Talk? I know he's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yes." Just think That's of one of, them, one of them plastic baby pools, just bury it in the ground and toss it in. There you go, instant koi pond. We we do the, uh, you know, I help him. <laughs> I help carry pavers. I don't do the digging as much, but <laughs> right, right, let him do the digging and and lay the rubber, and then you help carry the pavers, right? That's fair. Not wrong with that. And then you put the koi in too, don't you? Yeah, I'm the one who gets the habitat ready. Like I put all, I get all the plants, and of course the rocks that I've been collecting while I was while I've been dredging. Mm -hmm. And cause I'm, I've been collecting a lot of quartz, like big pieces. Oh, cool. Uh, tumble, you know, in the river. Right. So it's kind of smooth. 
That's awesome. So I've got a lot of that. That'd make a nice koi pond with all that quartz and oh, there. the rocks. The rocks themselves are all unique. Right, hand picked. Hand picked. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, well, I'm dredging. Sure. I wonder what it would cost if you had to buy them rocks. You know. Oh gosh. Yeah. That'd probably be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we keep all of the. You know, we we classify our our kinds. We keep all the, the little pea gravels. Mm-hmm. And if I, I clean them out really good, and then I put them in the bottom. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> it's like a prospecting pond. Oh, well, yeah. I'll remember that. All right, good. Good deal. I'll just hook up the cleanup sluice and uh, just run around. <laughs> right through. Yeah, let dump right in there. Let it recirculate in there. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> right, Rich? Why not? Yep. I'm learning a lot, though, about the koi. It, it's actually, well... Rich, it's a, it's a Japanese thing. You know, your wife, is she into koi? No, not really. No? But, no. but a neighbor of ours, uh, well, not a, the neighbor just got rid of his pond. He filled it in, so I can't use that no more. Oh. Oh, he filled his in. But I helped build a big one there a few years back. It had, like, two waterfalls on it and a bunch of koi and all kinds of fish in it. So but. that's cool. Oh. And that was your test pond, wasn't it, Rich? Yeah. Yeah, my neighbor's... <laughs> See, it serves dual purposes. She seen me on Facebook live and said, "Hey, what are you doing in my pond?" <laughs> like I'm testing works, equipment. <laughs> you test out the equipment. Yeah, you got to have water to test it. So hey, not wrong with that. You weren't running dirt. You were just testing. So yep. seeing the water flow works like a charm. See, so two purposes, Kathleen. So what kind? What kind and what color koi did you get? Oh, this time I got uh, a black and white one. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a, a, a technical name for it. Uh, I was just learning what it was. But then we got another butterfly one. Mm -hmm. um, that's It's kind of a coppery color. But it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty I really neat. liked I was really excited. So how many do you <laughs> got in there now? What's the total? Um, Lucky seven. Seven. Oh, oh, the black the black one is called a Shiro Utsuri. A Shiro Utsuri. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> that sounds and painful. Now, you could say that, but like you can't. But the you way can, his like markings are. But it's funny because you could say a Shiro Utsuri and can't say half the other things you say. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. That sounded right. We'll accept it. <laughs> so I, I have a book that identifies what the koi are. And oh. I am. Oh, yeah. You went to half-price books and found it. You're really getting into this koi thing, I see. So. Oh, yeah. I'm always like that, though. I always... Yeah. That's yeah. Just how I... Give it 100%. Koi and crackers. Koi and crackers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like my koi with tartar sauce. <laughs> Sushi. Sushi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Kathleen. We, we won't pick on you about your koi. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's enough for now. That's enough for Okay. We'll give we'll you... We'll bigger ponds. Yeah. Then you'll get some more, and then you have to build a bigger pond. And... We'll see. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's like it started with a pan. No. Oh, wait till this winter comes. I'm going to be obsessed. I'm going to go out there every day. <laughs> Poke a hole in the clear. ice. Make sure they're okay. It's going to be froze up. Uh -huh. Well... They'll they'll survive the winter, uh, but they'll just go to the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, as long as you keep the water uh, from freezing all away, yep. then just keep the water circulating. That's all. 
Yeah, yeah, you just keep it moving, and, uh, you know, there could be a thin layer of ice, but not the whole right. thing. Yeah, my buddy used to have some, and he, he really, really was into them, like, kind of like you, Kathleen, and he actually put a kiddie pool in his basement, and them fish spent the winters in the house. Oh, they really? did not stay in that pond. No, 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 mm. no. I mean, he was infatuated with this thing, and, and I am. Them fish stayed in the house when. And it got they were thrown. just like the pets, wouldn't they? Just yeah, in the house. yeah. I mean, well, I, they can live up to forty years. That's crazy. It's like a parrot, you know. It's, Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, they're starting to eat out of my hands. Oh, that's so, cool. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Even the new ones, they didn't even hide. They. They were all happy when I put them in. And Did you name them? <laughs> Did you name them yet? No, I haven't oh, done that. Okay. Well, you got to name them. Name one Dennis. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you got to have a Dennis one. One that poops well, a lot. <laughs> our butterfly toy does have... Well, Dennis doesn't have the beard anymore. Oh, but, darn. Uh, he's got like a, the long little... I don't know. like looks like a mustache. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like the whiskers. Oh, so what you call that one Dennis. Right, call it Dennis. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you made it tonight, Kathleen. Yep. <laughs> and thank you for being here. Uh, so joining us tonight, we got Mr. Rich Cooley. How are you, Rich? Pretty good. How's everyone tonight? Doing good. What's happening in Rich's world? Oh, not much. I got a package in the mail. You there did? on Saturday. Yep, and it's gold from Alaska. Gold from Alaska? Or yeah, my dirt? buddy Ray sent me a package. Uh-oh. So I get to uh, I get to fire up the cleanup sluice and go through that material and uh, get to check it out. And hopefully I can do that either this week or next weekend, depending if I can fit it in or not. And I got another box to build, so... Very cool. Got to get cracking. My back's doing a little better. I just got to take it easy. Uh... Bogan's uh, high bankers in the mail, so I got his mailed out to him. He ought to be getting it next Thursday, hopefully. Oh, that's good. I bet so, he'll be happy. Yeah, so he's going to try it out, and hopefully it'll be good news. So. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it'll do just... Yeah. It took a while to get that bugs worked out of that thing, but mm-hmm. hopefully it'll work out for him. And If not, he can send her back. Not a problem. That's right. And you will tweak it. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Yep, it ain't no thing, but I'm sure he'll be happy with it, you know. Yeah. Wanna rip- yeah, we're going to have uh, dredging up, or, yeah, dredging up the news. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have Cooley's Corner tonight on dredging. On dredging. That's why yep. you said dredging yeah. up the news. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's part one. It's okay. going to cover uh, just the basics of some types of equipment. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, flares and crash boxes and foot valves and dredges themselves and novels and tips. Okay. And then we'll get into next week into a little bit more of how the stuff works, what to do, what to watch for, kind of certain things. So. All right. Very cool. Sounds interesting. Can't wait to hear it, as always. And if anybody's got any questions for Rich, call in after Cooley's Corner. Be sure to ask them at 419-520-7574. And Rich, I want to thank you for being here, buddy. And uh, no problem, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Also joining us tonight, last but not least, the salt in the swing, the man, Mister <laughs> Dennis Dayton. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a very good weekend. 
I, yeah. We uh, we come in. Well, when I went into work, um, what was it Wednesday night? I found out uh, that they were actually going to be shutting the plant down. It was actually my weekend to work, mm-hmm. and found out the plant was going to be shut down Saturday, Sunday. Right. And uh, man, that was awesome. So I I get off and I uh, I get these little cards once a year, you know, from the casino here. You know, you get you get these this birthday casino cash right so i thought you know you could you could win up to a thousand dollars or get up to a thousand dollars you get swipe your card through the kiosk and sure i go there and i of course i get 10 bucks like i normally do Mm -hmm. and uh in order to get it you have to put you know at least 10 bucks in or whatever and and uh man did i i hit pretty good Mm -hmm. i actually I actually ended up leaving there, running out of there, and didn't look back. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> it was, it, it's, it's been good. I mean, I had the weekend off. I hit uh, hit on a slot. So You did better than you would have did if you was in the creek, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> by far. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, by far. So, ah, very happy for you. It's yeah. Very cool. It, yeah, you deserve it. it. Yeah. So and then, you know, and it's like it's nice because and, and I actually didn't get out and do any prospect even though you know, it pretty much it rained a little bit today. Mm-hmm. It uh it, it stayed just you know, I could have been in the creek or I could have went to Ohio where it was like wet and rainy, but right. I decided to stay in Indiana. Still didn't do any prospecting, but Well I uh that's coming soon, right? No worries. Oh yeah. No worries. Oh, yeah. Got time got a lot of things about to happen so oh yeah yeah, yeah i'm definitely definitely going ne- i'll definitely be prospecting next weekend because that's my normal weekend to be off so maybe i'll I... definitely be, be prospecting next weekend and um man and then of course you know going to uh less than a month away from going to the roaring camp uh Derek simmons and, and myself we're leaving right um and actually we're going to be meeting joe um, and I can't never pronounce Joe, his last name. I know it starts with an S. S. That's or whatever. Um, we're gonna get in, and he's got a one of those timeshares cabin. It's a cabin right off. Uh, it right the backyard is a creek or no a stream. Way. Oh man, it's a beautiful place. So Aww, yeah, cool. we got a place to stay. We're gonna go the weekend and Sunday morning headed to uh, Roaring Camp, um, and then uh, we're gonna get. Of course, I called them and, t- you know, of course, I was kind of concerned because I heard that they were shut down because mm-hmm. of the fires. And I called them and, nope, but it didn't hit them. Good. So I, I got a, you can order like a, a bucket load. Uh, you can buy material where you like run their equipment and stuff like for like an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I got out to Shannon because I know he's been there. I says, hey, where, because me and Derek, we're going to burn through that stuff pretty quick. And I was kind of saying, hey, where can we go? You know, and he kind of gave me some tips and and pointers on where to go. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna have fun. Nice. And then, yeah, and they get back. Of course, then it's gold rush days, and then I think that there's a week off, and then it's uh, it's the Amra. There's just dinner stuff one after another coming up. It is, it's <clears throat> extremely extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got a lot of weekends circled on the calendar, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy the stuff we got to do and you got to do. It's just a lot of places. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, <clears throat> I I do wanna I do wanna um, I guess you could say a, a big shout out to our newest 
and I'll let you explain to it here in a minute, our new uh, Patreon uh, members, Steve Orth and David Bogan. Oh, very cool. We, we definitely want to thank you. Yes. And uh, uh, for jumping on board <laughs> mm-hmm. with, the, with the Patreons that uh, we just got started up on the site and stuff. Of course, I'll let you, you know, you explain everything. Right. About that, Tim, so you can kind of give uh, a heads up on what's going on and why we have it. Yeah, because you guys weren't even aware I did this. <clears throat> I did this yesterday. You know, I took it upon myself because, you know, it's like, you know, this is it's a big expense, everything we do. And we needed something to help us to do the things we do, to be able to go to the gold shows and do the shows in other areas. We get asked all the time to come to these gold shows, and we can't afford oh, yeah. it. We can't do it. We just don't have it. It's, it's impossible. I guess we could. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, we want to be able to do these things, to be at these shows where people want us to be, where we can meet everybody and just be there and do the shows and spread the word and have fun and hang out with everybody. And it's like it's fun to see the listeners. It is, and they want to see us and and be there when we're doing the show, like when we did Vegas. I know Vegas costed every one of us a fortune, and it's like oh yeah, and we work our butts off from the time we get there from the time we leave. Oh yes, I mean (laughs) it's not a vacation by far. When we do a gold show, it is not a vacation. So. This is no, not fun. We're on the clock. We had fun, right? You know, well, we have great. a good time, but it's still on. I'm just—it's a lot of work, right? So, if anybody even thinks this is like for personal stuff, it's not. This is to help the show, and it—it's what it's about, and it's for the people that understand what we're doing and want to support us. They can. You know? And we could get the proper equipment that we need right. for the show. Right. Keeping up with technology. When, yeah. Because. <clears throat> When our phone lines went down, I spent almost $300 on stuff trying to get this working again. And that's what I'm saying. People don't understand that stuff. And it's like, it's a big expense, everything we do. And I'm not asking people. You don't have to give. You don't have to do it. You don't have to believe in us. But if you do, you can click it and join and be a patron. You know, there's a couple little perks you get for being a patron. And there's perks you get for being a crony. The crony club, you pay $20 a year. Patron costs a little more. You know, the patrons get certain things. The crony club gets certain things. I mean, yeah, we have the crony club. But not everybody can afford, say, $10 a month. That's $120 a year. So they join the crony club. And the crony club is an elite group of people that want to be in our little club and just and we're gonna have our first cronies out. Why don't you explain explain the different dollar values for the uh, the patrons? The different patrons, yeah. There's, so well, right now we understands. okay. Well, right now we have two levels set up. We have a ten dollar, which is ten dollars a month, and then we have a five dollar level, which is five dollars a month. And that's if you sign up for it, it's automatically deducted out of your checking account at the first of the month. And Kathleen told me you do get an email letting you know it's going to be taken out so if you wanted to cancel it you can uh so it's you know it's not something oh i click and join i gotta do this forever do it as long as you want and like i said i'm not forcing anybody to do this by any means it's there 
it's there to help us and we hope that you understand or some of you understand what we're doing and we love doing this and it's and we want to be able to be at more shows even if it's two of us you know <clears throat> you know you know we're in ohio a lot and indiana and we yeah. like to 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 be out where everybody else sure. is listening. I mean, we've got invites to Oregon and Texas and all kinds of places. They Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and we just, yeah, and just like everybody else, you know, we work our regular jobs. So, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, we got bills to pay. Yeah. Mouths to feed and every, just like everybody else. So, you know, it's it's hard to just up and go. And, <laughs> and we don't get paid for this. No, nobody no, gets and a paycheck. we're not getting a paid a dime nobody. For, for being on the show. Nobody so. does. So it's we just like it. So it's Tim, there. Tim, you didn't tell me that they're not getting paid. Oh, 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 oh that I'm was, not that about was a... to say what you're paying me. Shh, shh. So it was <laughs> good one, Ron. <laughs> so like I said, it's there. You know, don't knock it if you don't believe in it. That's fine. Don't support it. But it's there for those that want to. You know, it's it's another medium that I looked into to explore. To set it up, it's there if you want to support us and back us, like David did and Steve did. They believe in us, apparently, and and we really appreciate <laughs> apparently that. Apparently, they do. Right, and we really appreciate that. They understand <laughs> this stuff ain't cheap, and and that's what it's there for, you know. David's also a crony club member. I think Steve is, too, but they said they believe in what we're doing, and that's what it's there for. Don't knock it. Don't, you know, it's... You don't have to do it if you don't like it. That's fine. But for the people that want to, it's there. You know, that's that's mainly what I have to say about it. It's there if you want to use it. If you don't, you don't have to, but don't knock it. You know, really. That's the way I feel about it. I'm not forcing anybody. It's not like you have to do it or you can't be a member of GPS or you can't listen to this. No. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not that at all. No. So. You know, we appreciate all the help, and, and I try to give – back for the help that we get so you know i can mean can you tell them can you tell them tim uh what the difference between uh giveaways whatever between the crony club and sure patreon sure deal? i mean can you you know well, what's crony, gonna be the difference yes well, our crony club we do a monthly giveaway of course we try to come up with something nice to for our cronies every month and we do also we do a quarterly gold nugget giveaway for our cronies and we're gonna do a crony outing we we're gonna try to schedule it for october 7th and 8th is what we're looking at so i gotta talk to our sponsor and see if that's good with him and if it is we're we will have our first crony outing october 7th and 8th Weather permitting. Uh, weather permitting, of course. Now, let me uh, click on my patron thing real quick, sorry. And I can explain that a little better. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, on the patron thing, uh, my computer wants to act slow, of course. <laughs> All right. I just think it'll help if oh, you yeah, definitely. the All right. difference between the two. All right, so we have... Two, like I said, two levels. Now, for the $10 level, of course, the nut, we call it the Nugget Group. We get the shout-outs for our new premium patrons live on the air during the show, like Dennis just did. Yep. We will do giveaways occasionally, special giveaways. Uh, they have a chance to be interviewed live on the show. 
they will receive a discount on merchandise, hats, shirts, whatever we're selling at the time, uh, 25% off, and they get their name on the Wall of Fame on uh, page on Prospector Radio page. Uh, if anybody can think of anything else I should add, please let me know. I'm, you know, I'm trying to come up with things. Now, for the $5 group, you will get a shout-out after the show. You know, like after we do our credits or whatever, you know, our ending thing, we'll say, you know, welcome our new patrons, you know. Uh, you will get a 10% discount on merchandising, and your name also will go on the Wall of Fame page on Prospector Radio. And like I said, I'm open for suggestions. If anybody says, hey, why don't you add this? If I think it's good, I'll add it. So please let me know. Uh, and that's what I have right now. Uh, and so I hope everybody kind of understands the difference. Yeah, it's, it's not for vacations or anything like no. that. It's basically for so we can attend, you know, well, if we get you know up with new equipment, attend some more, more shows, you know, not just around here on the East Coast. Right. We can actually get out to the West Coast to a lot of you guys that are, you know, members and listeners and uh, be able to do some of these goat shows out West. Right, exactly. And if you, you know, and some people just can't afford it, and that's fine. I understand. I, I'm i not taking nothing away from you. I love you all for listening and, and being a part of this. So don't ever think you have to do it. So yeah, that's the key. Don't think you have to do it. It's It's there if you want to. And the Crony Club's there if you want to join it. And the Donate tab is there if you want to click it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. That's, nope. the, that's the main thing. I, but I, as I always say, I try to give something back for you giving to us and helping us. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. I'd be glad a to hear signature, them. A signed signature with Timmy's picture. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean... He wants to try to get some money coming in, Denny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, it, 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 it helps. And Tim, Tim, Tim doesn't talk about the donate button. No. But he's not getting any donations. No. He doesn't ask. We're the ones that always ask, hit the donate button, but you know what? Zippo. Right. And, and you think, okay, maybe they don't click the donate button because there's nothing they get in return. So I, that's why I say oh, So we created the crony club we created the patron thing it's like you're getting something back yeah it's not maybe not quite what you got invested in it but i guarantee you if you win one of them giveaways it is because everything we've given away on the crony club has been well more than twenty dollars i'll tell you that much so oh yeah it's just something to think about oh, there yeah. too and uh it's some great prizes this this month we're giving away a one-year amber membership what's that cost 200 bucks 200 bucks yeah and it, it costs you 20 dollars to join the crony club i think it's a pretty good investment you know it's Dude, like i spend more i spend more than lottery tickets a week so <laughs> exactly and that's why i said for the patron thing of five or ten dollars a month i mean that's less than a cup of coffee a day so that's why i said it's there don't <laughs> knock starbucks. it starbucks well not Starbucks. but we don't drink starbucks so like i said don't <laughs> knock it but it's there if you want to try it. So if anybody's got any questions, message me. I'll be glad to answer it for you. You know, it's there for us as well as as you so we can get out there and meet you all and, and do our live show from different locations. And I'm going to kill my wife, guys, if you guys don't mind real quick. <laughs> no, you go right ahead. Are you guys, I got your permission. Thank you. Just give me. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh -oh. <laughs> I've seen a picture of her on the uh 
Facebook, she looked like a mud wrestler. She she is mud wrestler, and I'm a mud wrestler right out of my studio. <laughs> Move along, woman. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Beat it. <laughs> Gotta love her. Makes me nuts. So anyhow, that's it. Any questions, send me a message. I'll gladly answer them. So there we go. On that note, I think we're going to do a commercial, and we come back with Cooley's Corner. We'll be right back, everybody. Do you like to mine for gold, enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock, enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. The sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by We the People are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate unite and help the small miners and public land users on their rights rights given to us by god do you want access to great mining claims for a small tax deductible donation to their miners legal fund your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across america for an entire year amra challenges the usfs blm epa and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands you are who pays these people wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. Just stop by on my way home to show you all my gold. You've been digging into some Jimbo's gold painter. Yeah, Jimbo's gold made me a hero. Huh? Got an amazing idea and supplies on sale from Jimbo's website. With bad weather, bored kids, and stressed wife, I threw a panning party for the kids and their friends. All the moms got a break. Kids had a blast. Hero. Happy kids, happy wife, great gold. That's why Jimbo's Gold is always my first choice. Did you teach panning or share your prospecting knowledge? Then you are our hero. Tell us your story for a chance to receive a hero's reward at www.jimbosgold.com hero. Welcome to Cooley's Corner. Join Rich Cooley as he talks about equipment, new products, and so much more for all us prospectors and treasure hunters. Here's Rich. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Cooley's Corner. Uh, if you don't know, basically I do this every Sunday. Uh, hopefully I'll be here next Sunday. i got to go to the cabin and I'll, hopefully I'll make it back in time. But uh, this week's part one, i uh, going to do some dredging. We're going to basically cover some dredging aspects of the equipment type. 
and uh, get in and talk a little bit about just basic things about footballs, novels, tips, uh, jet flares, crash boxes, stuff to, to that effect. And hey, Ray, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I don't know if you heard me earlier, Ray, but I got your box, so I'll hopefully get to that here soon. And uh, anyway, we're we're going to start this segment off, uh, like I said, on dredging. There's many different ways to recover the natural gold from uh, varying rivers, creeks, and streams. One method is to use, utilize suction dredge. Uh, I've had the opportunity basically to use a wide variety of prospecting equipment throughout the years I've been doing this, and each has their list of pros and cons. In my opinion, dredging is the most effective way to process high quantities of bearing gravels while you return the worthless materials back to the same general location. Uh, this opinion basically is due to one simple fact. Gold is heavy and dense and won't stop moving until it works its way down into a place that ultimately stops in the movement, especially when you're storms and floods and stuff like that. Uh, sucks and dredges like an underwater vacuum remove all the materials that reside on the bedrock. And it puts direct suction into the cracks, the crevices, depressions, and other places where shovel cannot reach. And if you have a shovel all day long and somehow match the material being put through a dredge, you're not going to get a majority of the heaviest and most valuable. Uh, material that resides on top of the bedrock in the cracks to blow, uh, blow that, then you hit your hard pack. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get on a really hot spot, you can sit there and pick out the gold of the cracks with your hands. Hold on one second. Let me turn my phone off here. <laughs> I heard it beep. I, I heard it too. I don't, it's all right, Rich. No worries, brother. All right. Uh, I got it on vibrate. Uh, of course, that's a great feeling to pull the gold right out of uh, the hiding spots, and it provides a perfect demonstration of where the gold ends up in the absolute bottom places. Uh, when I get in a spot like that, you know, uh, it's it, it's kind of good to put a pad down there on the bottom, and if you do get some little pickers, you can go ahead and put them in there before it sucks it up. I basically learned that from a friend of uh, Dave Shackleton there down in Virginia, he does that a lot, and uh, it, it works pretty good. Okay. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes you do find it. Uh, although it's not common to come into a patch, uh, it's quite common to see a piece of gold basically sitting right on top there, especially when they're dredging. Um, in case, let's see, in some cases you may find yourself working in a spot that's already been worked over or dredged before. Everyone has their own style dredging, and not everyone takes the time to bust the clay layers uh, that conceal the bed bedrock and in the cracks. That basically, it's been packing the gold in there through eons. You know, if there's one thing I've learned is to slow down once you hit the bedrock and clean out every possible crack and crevice. Break the open cracks until you can't break them any further. Take a pry bar, pry it open. Uh, crevice tool, crevice it out, suck the material out as best as you can. Uh, suction dredge comes in many shapes and sizes. Uh, the basic purpose of the suction dredge remains relatively the same no matter size of the unit. The purpose of the suction dredge is to remove the gravels from the bottom of a stream, your creek or your river, using the suction created by forced flow of water. Transport the gravels through a suction hose and deliver it to the sluice. 
You also deliver the gravels from the hose into a sluice using a crash box or a flare. Uh, deliver enough water flow to force the material over a set of riffles or other low pressure creating surfaces. You also deliver enough water to discharge worthless gravels back into the waterway. Uh, you provide low or no pressure areas in the sluice, which allows the gold to drop in high. And gives it a place to work at the back of the box also if you have a, a hopper box. Uh, you permit the adjustment of water flow and the angle to maxim, maximize the efficiency of your sluice. And it's transferable to allow the maximum flexibility and easy of the movement. Uh, some of your major parts of the dredge is your pontoons, your frame, your sluice, your engine, your pump, your high-pressure hose, your foot valve and hose. Or on mine, I don't use a foot valve. I just use a regular strainer that I got at uh, Tractor Supply. And then uh, in your other dredges, you'll have a jet and your suction hose and your suction nozzle. Those are just some of the key parts of your dredge. Basically, how do they work? Uh, suction is created using the water force through a jet, which creates the suction at the end of the hose. Uh, the amount of suction can be adjusted by changing the RPMs on the engine, uh, which the water pump is attached. The nozzle is attached to the end of the hose so the gravel can be sucked up into the hose based on the di diameter of the nozzle and the hose. Rocks which do not fit through the nozzle are discarded by hand. And the operator also works to discard any other rocks that may not fit through the nozzle but may cause the jams in the hose, like your flat rocks and some of your other sharp edge rocks. Gravels and water are sucked up the hose and are delivered into a sluice where the gravels are processed using the flow of water. The sluice contains low pressure areas that are created by the crash plates, your expanded metal, and your riffles. As water pushes the gravel through the sluice, gold and other heavy materials drop out of the flow, which is introduced in low pressure areas. Uh, the object basically is creating this environment as not only creating low pressure areas, but also give a gold a place to be hidden for the action within the sluice. Uh, the size of the suction dredge is identified basically by its manufacturer based on the diameter of the suction hose and not the diameter of the nozzle. Nozzle diameters typically match the diameter of a suction hose, but the tips of the nozzles may be reduced in size quarter to a half inch to prevent uh, rock jams in your hose. Your dredging regulations and language used in the laws vary from state to state, but most states identify suction dredges by the diameter of their nozzle and not the size of the suction hose. This has been confused in many areas. Um, ponto your pontoons and your frame. The pontoons and the frame are a support network of a suction dredge. Pontoons vary shape, color, and size. Uh, but together with the frame, they provide the necessary flotation and the critical distribution of the weight. Uh, if you notice, some of the dredges will have two of the pontoons per side, and some of them have ones. Mostly on your bigger dredge, they have the two, and on your smaller dredges, they have the one. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that the dredge is significantly heavier when it's filled with water and material. Yeah, we found that out out in Ohio, so <laughs> it gets pretty heavy. Once the hoses are filled with water, and the sluice is filled with water and material, the dredge should sit comfortably on the surface of the water, evenly supporting the full weight of the unit and allowing for sluice adjustments. Uh, some larger dredges, your six and up, are sturdy enough for dredgers to walk on. Of course, we don't recommend that. 
Uh, it's not encouraged to do. And your five and smaller judges, of course, you can't. The pontoons and frames are not designed to support that kind of concentrated weight. Just remember what your equipment was designed to do and always keep safety at the forefront. Uh, your pontoons are typically made from Briere's types of uh, sturdy plastics, while your frames are almost always made out of metal. Your suction dredges usually have two pontoons, one on each side, or your larger dredges may have four pontoons, two on each side, which I said earlier. Mm -hmm. The two-piece units are much easier to transport and to store. Uh, they're easier to tear apart also. Each individual piece is secured to the frame, fitting together to take one continuous pontoon. Basically, your jet, uh, kind of hard to explain, but I wrote all, I sat down and I wrote all this stuff up for hopefully you understand uh, most of this information that I got. Uh, most dredges use something called a jet. The jet is just a piece of pipe, however, attached to the pipe is another smaller pipe usually welded onto the jet at an angle. This smaller pipe is usually neck down with a smaller diameter on the end that connects to the jet. The water pump on the engine forces the water through the high pressure hose through the Ventura and into the jet. This creates an inc incredible spray of water up into the jet that results of which pulls water through the hose, which creates the suction at the end of the hose. Hopefully you can understand that, but that's basically how it works. Uh, the Ventura effect is in reduction in fluid pressure that results when your fluid flows through a constriction pipe. It's basically named uh, after an Italian phys uh, physicist. And I'm going to hack this name just like a butcher. <laughs> butcher Rich. <laughs> Giovanni Venturi. Uh, the Venturi came in from the side, of course. Now, when you get in your flares, flares in your crash boxes... Uh, since the addition into the gen is so foul due to high pressure spray from the venturi, many dredges incorporate a meaning of calming the water down before it gets in the sluice. And that's where these come in. Uh, there are typically two different methods of using uh, prepared material for the induction into sluice, a flare or crash box. Both methods help the material water settle down before hitting the sluice. And it's important to settle suspended material as quickly as possible. I know a lot of people, like, when they'll get a clog up, you know, and uh, they'll go to ram it out or they'll take the nozzle out of the water and it just shoots the stream right out of the dredge and you just washed your box out. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's something that we'll probably be talking about here later uh, throughout next week or the next. Gold will not have a chance to sink to the bottom if the water flow is too fast or too violent. The water ending the sluice needs to be as calm as possible but fast enough to move the material down the length of the sluice. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Some people prefer a crash box, while others prefer the flare. Uh, it's more of a pers personal preference. Uh, I like the flare. It's a little better than a crash box because the material coming out of the house, out of the hose, seems to make a smoother transition. Uh, the crash plate also clears a little better as the water flow and it's consistently moving in the same direction towards the sluice. Your material coming up the hose into the crash box is tip, typically slammed into a wall. It drops down on the crash plate and then pushed down the sluice. It kind of basically works like a slider. It hits the slider, slides the material down to the back of the box, but this material kind of hits the back of the wall and falls down. 
to explain it a little bit easier. Uh, rocks can sit inside the crash box directly on top of your crash plate for hours if you don't check it frequently. Again, both are effective. Uh, I basically uh, prefer the flare because it requires the less oversight during the operation and it does it more smoothly. Now, I got a little bit to go here yet, so oh, bear with fine. me, guys. Yeah, you're fine. I'm enjoying it. Uh, talk a little bit about foot valves. Uh, your foot valves are one of the most forgotten pieces of your suction dredge. The foot valve provides the pump with the water you need to operate the dredge correctly. The actual foot valve is nothing more than a one-way valve, or a flapper, as some call it, fitted with the hose that connects to the pump. Your foot valve basically has uh, remained unchanged over the years. The only noticeable change basically is the cage or the screen. Uh, that surrounds the valve. Most screens were made of metal, but now most of the foot valves are being sold are made mostly of plastic. You can get some very sturdy all-metal foot valves and at some of the stores and services. Basically, uh, a good company is down in Virginia. It's called Varco. It's a Virginia rubber company. It's located in northern Virginia. They actually have some good stuff there. And good prices. Uh, keep an eye on your foot valve. Be sure the foot valve is uh, working properly, stopping the water from exiting the hose. Basically, you see a lot of people, and if you're new to prospecting and you don't know what a foot valve is, basically it's a screen uh, connected to your hose for your suction. You put it down in the water, and you raise it up and down into the water. Most of the time, your foot valves, if they're laying on their side, they will not work correctly. It should be almost standing up. And that way, when it sucks the water up, you know, and if you stop, the plunger or the flapper falls down so the water doesn't come back out, which, you know, you won't lose your prime. Because if you lose your prime, then you have to prime it again. So what mostly somebody will do when they go to start, they'll take your uh, foot valve and jam it down in the water and raise it up and down. And what that does is that puts water up into your pump. So when you fire it up, then you'll have water. Uh, let's see, where was that here? Uh, the flap is uh, typically made of rubber, and it will age, and it will tear, and it becomes brittle. Ensure that your foot valve is not sucking any sand or debris into your pump. Sand in your pump will take a toll, uh, especially with a small pebble. So some people place their foot valves in the water on a flat rock. Uh, and even use a lid from a five-gallon bucket or anything is better than it land directly on the gravel because you uh, don't want to put sand in your pump. Make sure your foot valve is deep enough to consume only water. Introducing air into your water system negatively affects your suction power and your sluice and the ability to clear material through the hose. If you're dredging in an area with leaves and seaweed and grass and pine needles, Routinely, remove your foot valve hose and ensure the impeller is free of debris. Now, when you're using a big dredges like that, of course, you need to shut down to do that to remove it out of the water because if not, you're going to suck air. And... Ensure your foot valve uh, hose does not have any holes in it. The hose should be flexible and not too rigid. If you notice a high amount of air bubbles going down your sluice, you most likely have either a bad pump seal or a loose hose. Uh, your nozzles and tips, your nozzles uh, diameters typically match the diameter of your suction hose. 
but the tips of the nozzle may be reduced in size, basically a quarter to half inch, to prevent your uh, your rocks from jamming up. Some of your nozzles are exactly the diameter of the suction hose, but have a restrictor ring on the end of the nozzle. You'll see it's mostly on the swivel nozzles. They're a thin ring welded to the nozzle, and it usually small in diameter than the hose. Basically, I made up a couple different designs. Uh, I made some, basically, it looks like a triangle with uh, four pegs on it that comes to a point. And I used that for digging down into the hard pack. Well, I did until I lost them in Ohio. Right. I'll have to get two more made. <laughs> and then I did another design. I did one with a longer point, about three or four inches long. And then I did one with about two inches long for a short, stubby one. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they both work pretty good. All right. Uh, okay, we talked about the swivels having restrictor rings. You can see how the edges, uh, the two and the four nozzles, they turn. Uh, basically, it swivels to give it a flexibility. Watch them fingers. Uh, be very careful when your hands and fingers when dredging. I know, I, I remember to this day, you know, I never really had to do it before, but when I went down to lose, First thing Ron told me was stick your fingers in that nozzle and stop that rock from getting up in there. Well, I was afraid to do that because uh, I know on lose it would suck that rock up and slam it against there and get <laughs> my finger every time. But that's that's a good way to do it. I mean, if you just got to watch getting your fingers pinched, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I got a rude awakening there. <laughs> definitely, definitely wear some good good gloves. Yeah, yeah, you got to, and that's a good point, Rowan. You got to wear gloves. Many dredgers have suffered the whack. Uh, that's when you put your hand in front of the nozzle to stop a rock from being sucked up, and both your rock and your fingers and your hand make a forceful contact with the nozzle at the same time. The rock is going to win every time. It's not <laughs> fun. Hurt. It's dangerous. It'll hurt. Yeah, it'll hurt. Now, especially when you're dealing with your five inches and larger dredges when you're wearing diving gloves, you know. There's a lot of suction at the end of the nozzle, and it's uh, tempting to jam the nozzle into the gravel and go to town as fast as possible. And I actually used to do that when I started, and I kept getting clog-ups, mm -hmm. and I didn't know why. <laughs> the object is to feed the sluice with material at a consistent rate and not be a hog or overload the sluice with material. An overload sluice box defeats the purpose of dredging. The riffles cannot do their job if you pack them full of material. All you're doing at that point is moving material from one place to another. Take your time to study your sluice while you're dredging and make your necessary adjustments. So that's basically for the week, dredging uh, part one. Very so cool. next week we'll get into some of the other stuff if I make it here. And... All right. And if anybody's got any questions about it. Yep. And give Rich a call. Well, I've got a, I've got a tip I'll put out there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, people that are new at dredging and, uh, and they're having a problem getting an angle, uh, it's just a simple tip. Uh, the angle on your dredge right, or you know, it, it it's you've got it pulled all the way back, so it'll be as low to the water as you know you can might be able to get it, and it's still building up in there. Uh, get a couple rocks, try a couple different sizes, and set it on the end of the, the pontoons. Mm -hmm. But before you do it, go ahead and, and move your sluice box back and set a rock on each side. And then go ahead, and that's going to give you some more adjustment. And then you can pull your sluice ahead. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, might not have to 
move it as far ahead and you'll get your box running nice. Sure. Even when you're dredging, you've got to watch your box. You know, it's got to be adjusted right too. You can't just turn it on and, you know, yeah. you want to make sure that your material's moving in there and it's not building up. Sure. Yeah, I, I suggest, you know, when you first fire up your first 15 minutes, you know, just, just run some material or even 10 minutes, just enough to get your box, you know, flowing with material. And then get up yeah. out of the hole and go in and look at it and see if yeah, the material is dancing, you know? Yeah, you should, yeah, see you if should that material is dancing in there, if it's you dancing in there. a couple there. times. Make your yeah. adjustments and, and then start yep. getting into it really good. Sure. And, and that way you can tell if it's loading up. You know, if it's right. loading up, then you know you need to either speed your water up or tilt your box. Exactly. I mean, exactly. depending on the circumstance, it depends on the material we're run too. I mean, you just... A lot of people say, I'll run it at 10 degrees, 11 degrees, 12 degrees. Well, that's going to be different with each material, you know. Yeah. You look at Razor up in Alaska where he's running nothing yeah. but sand. Yeah. He's got to have it not only running fast, but he's got to have a good angle because if not, and he's even admitted on his videos, if, if he doesn't pay attention to that box, it will just load up. Well, yeah. if it <laughs> loads up and your box is totally full of sand everything's going to go across the top of it <laughs> yeah. you know and right yeah off. well he was running that big dredge too and he had that whole hose packed full the whole way back didn't he yeah yeah he oh, was he was goodness. what i call he was he was removing material 100 percent. in other words he was sucking <laughs> oh. up 100 percent with his nozzle yeah that's yeah. something depending on the material you're in you really need to pay attention to that too maybe you can only suck up 40 percent or 50 percent or 30 percent you know mm -hmm. you just Something you got to really, it's its like Rich says, get up, look at your box, see how the material's running in there. If it's if it's moving, you know, you're doing great. If it's yeah, totally I, empty, emptying out on you, then mm -hmm. more likely the gold's emptying out on you too. Yeah, so yeah. And once you do it a while, your, your brain kind of puts a memory in your eyes. You sure. Know? And, and you can look up to it and you can see, hey, something don't look right. You mm -hmm. know, something something's wrong because... I have my hopper box, you know, always facing me, and I'm looking up, and if I see water shooting out of the top, I usually use a piece of plexiglass to cover the top, and if I see water shooting out of there, then I know I need to pull my rope. Mm -hmm. I pull my rope, clean the grizzly off, and no more splashing. So, sure. you know, that's, that's one of the main things. you got to know your box, and you got to know how it reacts. Yeah, know your equipment, right? Yeah, yeah and you always got to check your equipment, too, before you go out. You know, I mean, I just noticed the last time there was, I went out, and my nozzle, I'm going to have to get another nozzle because it's got a pinhole right up by the by the tube from me beating on it. So. All right. Rich, hold on. Here's a collar for you. Okay? Okay. This is our, this is our good friend, Miss Lou. How are you doing, Lou? I'm doing fine. How are y'all doing? <laughs> doing good. Nice Thank to hear you. from you. Uh, I didn't have anything to report since nothing goes on down here, but quick quick note to uh, to Rich. Somebody in the chat yep. room men mentioned the blaster nozzle, and we live by those things when we dredge for crevicing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just yeah, put I your hose down and use that blaster nozzle, and it'll suck it right on at that crevice. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm stream glad, of high-pressured water. And it attaches up to your pump if you've got the connector for it, and you can just—it's great. It'll—it'll it'll suck it up. I'm glad you brought that up, Lou, because that reminded me of something. And I've got to—got to bring it up now. 
uh, I don't know if it was last week, Rich, or the week before, we were talking about hard pack and so many people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dredgers love it, the people that go in and all they do is take the material down to the hard pack and they go, well, that's it. Yeah. And we like to go in then because the gold's all right underneath that. Oh, yeah. And I was, would, uh... remember I was going to tell you something that I had seen for the first time up on the Rogue River. I might have mentioned it before. Not only did the guy push his dredge out in the water, get it anchored, but then he goes, gets another set of pontoons, and on the pontoons, he's got a platform, and on that, because uh, on that Rogue River, when it becomes concretized, it's just like concrete. And I've, I've hit it with a big steel bar and not even broke through it. Well, this guy had a pressure washer on it. Oh, really? I'd never seen that before. That's a good idea. Yeah, he, and I said, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> going to wash off your dredge, you know? <laughs> he says, no, he says, that's the only way I've found to get through the, uh, you know, the hard pack. That and I'll be darned if it didn't, it broke would, right through it. That would be some serious pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, another method, Ron, is if you've got the time, you know, if you're not just there for the day, mm-hmm. you uncover that hard pack and the water will loosen it up in the next day, and you can go back oh, yeah. and it'll yeah it'll well, soften basically it up. Basically, you want to hold into it. It's mm-hmm. it's not too bad working it then. It's just initially getting through it. Sure. Well, basically, what Darth and I do is down in Virginia when we hit the hard pack is we'll we'll shut down, we'll take the uh, basically our pressure hose off of our off our nozzle. And we'll stick like a fire hose nozzle on the end of it, mm-hmm. and, sh- mm-hmm. and fire the pump back up and shove it down in the dirt, just like a blaster nozzle. And it it it'll make your material basically just bubble and loosen up like you can walk on it, and it's real spongy. And then once you get a whole big area, like a three foot, four foot area, all loosened up, turn it off, hook your nozzle back up, fire your pump back up, and you can suck all that material up. No I've problem. Got a, I've got a inch, an inch uh, blaster nozzle on my 4-inch, but I'm going to tell you that wouldn't even get through that that mm. heart pack. I mean, it's hard to believe how hard it is, but it's just like concrete. Sure. Yeah, I believe it. I took a steel bar out there and beat <laughs> on it. And just, yeah, they, we were, they were doing that down in Virginia, and that's we put that hose on there. We put that nozzle on there, man. That loosened it right up. Then, so. yeah, very cool. Well, thank you, Lou. Genius. Not a problem. I've got one more thing. Go he was talking it. about yeah. how my dredge really hurts if a rock comes at you. <laughs> yeah. If you remember, if you remember, Rich, I had some old martial art gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They, they were made yeah, by Masterline um, Tiger Claw gloves. And they're, they've got the fingers cut out. And I would put those gloves on because it had all that padding on the back soft spot of the hand. Mm-hmm. And I would wrap my two fingers inside that nozzle. And I never took a hit with, with rock with those Masterline gloves on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wear a heavy-duty pair with mine because I, like, I classify with my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but these, these aren't diving gloves. These are martial, martial art gloves. gloves but yeah. You know, no, they'll wear down the, pretty quick. You know, the, you know after what the a year they tear had, down. Rich, well, right. you get a six yeah. inch or eight inch. I don't. I wouldn't want to put my fingers in an eight inch, ten inch. No. And a six inch would be iffy. Yeah, lose three is bad enough. It's like no, no bigger. So, so no, I use it on my three and my four inch. inch right. and we told you to stick your fingers in the end of the nozzle. But, uh, I wouldn't even do it on Robert's five. No, there ain't no way. <laughs> nope. Me neither. I ain't put my hands near that. No. 
<laughs> but that's it. I just wanted to reiterate about the little blaster nozzle because those things are a, a lifesaver. Lifesaver. For yep. Thanks for calling in, Lou. Yes, thank you, Lou. Always Thanks, good to Lou. hear from you. Okay. Well, like I said, I called in before, but since we're out of the river right now, there's not a whole lot to I talk know. about. I know. It's okay. We understand. You'll be getting in yeah, there soon. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> so, y'all have a good one. You too. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Bye, Lou. Bye. Bye, Lou. It's always nice to hear from Lou. Always. Yeah, she ain't been getting out, so she's calling every week when she was getting out all the time. But yeah, see, mm -hmm. good point. I like that pressure washer idea. That's a cool idea. Yeah. I had never seen one before. I, Ken may have, you know. But, sure. Well, it's you know because he's been around a little more than me. Even though I've been around a lot, I just I, I just seen this guy. He took his dredge out and he anchored it down, and here he comes with floats with a platform Why and not? a pressure wash. So what are you going to do with that thing? All right. Why not? You know, a genius. And idea. I, so I watched him with a mask and snorkel. And I couldn't believe how he was getting through this hard pack. Was this... he actually using the pressure washer wand, Ron? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. be darned. That's what was doing it. I'll be Well, darned. you know, you look what you can do. You can oh, blow yeah. holes into plastic and oh, wood you, and everything yeah. else with that yeah, stuff. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it would definitely yeah, he, move he some Yeah, he cranked hard. it up and took the wand right down underwater. Good idea. Now, that's something and to think about. Know, yeah. You know, especially if you run into a lot of hard pack. I mean that's and that is that that Rogue River is it's serious hardback. That is really a good good little. But there's sure a lot of gold under it. I could see people now they're starting to it's look at their pressure washers. Something else to haul down there. Yeah, yeah. But now they're looking yeah. at their pressure washers. I know that's a what I was thinking. It was all I could do to get my body and my dredge out there in the middle of the river. You know. Sure, but mm -hmm. yeah, hey, I'm sure some people will be building one of those soon. Now, good tip. I like that. Oh, it's yeah. like hearing a new neat ways to do things. All right. Well, let's... well when she mentioned that, I was going to say it last week. I said, when we come back, there's something I want to tell you. And I just completely spaced it. You forgot. Ah, darn it. I know. It happens. It happens. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, everybody. We'll be right back. In 1858, gold was discovered in the rivers of New Caledonia. This discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier, yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. Hey, everyone. I want to take a minute and talk about a centerpiece that's just been introduced for the prospectors. It's called the Little Gold Spinner. They have three models. They have the Creekside, which is on wheels. They have the electric model, which can be used at home or with the generator. And they have the prospector model, which can be set in a creek and up to 14 inches of water. They also have a wash box like a high banker attachment for the Creekside and prospector models. It is compact and very portable. The little gold spinner is made to run raw material, but is efficient enough to use as a finisher for your concentrates. It's been tested to recover 99 plus percent. I have seen the little gold spinner in the field and I've seen it work. It does recover gold right down to the fine powder. The little gold spinner is very simple to set up and run. About one minute of setup time with no leveling. Just set it and start running dirt. Clean out is very easy and quick also. Pull the plug out of the little gold spinner and rinse your concentrates in your gold pan below. You have about one cup of concentrates to pan out. 
about one minute of cleanout time. So be sure and check out their website, theaul.com, or you can give them a call at 574-326-5765. The Little Gold Spinner is completely made in USA. And remember, if you're going to dig for it, get it all, theaul.com. All right, everybody, we're back. What was we talking about? I'll tell you what. And not trying to interrupt, no, but I just po- I just posted a picture on the main page. Uh-huh. Um, I just got in a, a couple of days ago from Stephen France. This thing is massive and huge. It's awesome. What? It's a it's a, he makes it out of this wood, and it's of a miner kind of bent over, like holding. It's kind of hard to see where I took a picture of it, Hold on. but it's like four foot tall by three foot wide. I'm going. This thing look. is awesome, and I got a place for it too. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it come in in a huge box. Hold on. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty neat, Dan. Yeah, it is, Good man. job, Steve. Hey, very cool, man. I like that. You know, put it out in front of the house? Yeah. Or... Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm, I, it's just going to hang out in front of the house, and then whenever I take my trailer, mm-hmm. when I go places, then it's going to hang. Uh, it's gonna. I'll probably hang it on the outside of my trailer. Ah. Or just set it up in front of your trailer when you're... Or, yeah, set it up in front of the trailer. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. That's pretty cool. I like it. It is cool, man. It's awesome. Pretty neat. That is spiffy. Good job, Steven. And no kidding. Yeah, heck yeah. So we... Or where were we? That you did... Don't worry, Dennis. You didn't interrupt. We was talking... I know we was talking about... We was talking about uh, dredging and pressure washers and stuff like that. Now, now Something else important to have with a dredge... Uh, it doesn't matter if you're using a crash box or, you know, jet flare, and that is to have a long rod that will reach down, you know, down into your jet from your box. Lift up your your dampener flap and put a rod down in there, and you can usually break loose. Most of the time, anything, mm-hmm. when you have a jam up, you have a lot right there where the high-pressure hose comes into the dread, jet. For some reason, that just... Mm-hmm. It likes to jam up there. You need a long rod on either box to to clear those out. Right. Yeah, I, I do a I I used to have one before the flood, but it was a, oh. a hard plastic rod that I shoved down my nozzle, and uh, it went around the bed. It was flexible enough to go around the bed, and I jam it down there. And the the trick with that, and the trick with the other ones, like you said about run was. Uh, and I found that out down in, uh, when I was down at Luz, was I had a clog up, and I couldn't get it out and couldn't get it out, and the jet flare was clogged, and, and Robert said, well, just twist it around. Mm-hmm. So I jammed it down in there and just started rotating the rod around, back and forth and back and forth and in a circular motion, and that, and that loosened up the rock. Hmm. Now, it now, works really good. Now, see, ever since I put that nozzle guard on mine, I don't get clogs. You know, mm-hmm. and I know some people like them, some don't. Me, I like it because right. I ain't sucking up no nugget that's that big around anyway. So I figure it's going to go up. Right, in there. and the only thing with that yeah. is, is then you're picking more rocks. Right, yes, I do yeah. have to remove yeah. more off the edge. Yes, I agree 100%, but I, I say to myself, well, I'd rather pick them here than be fighting with that dang hose. And, well, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it, yeah, right. that, and that's the pros and cons. Right, yeah. you're, you're well, right, it is. Like Thomas says, just get you. A, a big piece of PVC pipe, put an end cap on it. That works fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, if you get yeah. a, a long steel pipe, it can be yeah. kind of heavy because you you got to get it up high and 
and you're jamming it mm -hmm. in and out of there and yeah PVC is a lot lighter right now now for people that that might not understand now the rubber mat on your end of your dredge uh, is there a specific lengths that should be can you have it too long can you have it too short guys I, I well I'm gonna say yeah you can you could probably have it definitely too short yeah you yeah. know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, too long I don't, know, I don't know if you can really have it too long I suppose you could but I'd rather have it too long than too short okay because that calms the water down a lot right right and, and, and keeps it flowing across it I mean I don't think you want it any more than two feet going down from your from your either your box or your crash box I don't think you yeah, want from it any where more you than hooked two it on, feet. I would I yeah. would say two foot to 30 inches yeah yeah box. you don't want it any more than that I don't believe okay yeah. now is there something special you should use is uh, some rubbers too light some rubbers too heavy <sighs> It, it depends. I mean, I've I've seen people use mud flaps on right. the trucks. Yep. 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 Me too. I like, I like the material heavier than lighter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it a little bit heavier than than lighter. Mm -hmm. Only the, because I like I like it to to ride on top of that water. Right. To like kind of dance on top of that water. Right. It just flutters, and it calms that water down, helps that material settle down, and you know. Just a little something there and was wondering, you know, for people that might not know, you know, what that's there for. And uh, supposing well, well, on most of your jet flares, I can't talk on the crash box. I'm not definitely not an expert on those. Mm -hmm. But a jet and a flare, your material, when it's coming out of the the flare, it's most of the time it's it's, you know, first of all, it's coming out there pretty fast. And it's already higher than, you know, the first part of your box. Mm -hmm. I have very seldom ever seen them completely level with the box. That, you know, would, I guess, be ideal, but I've never seen one like that. So when that stuff's coming out shooting and hitting against that flap, it's forcing it down right. to work on your matting or whatever you're using, sure. riffles, carpet, vortex, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's forcing that material down faster. Dennis, you were going to say something, buddy. Well, you were talking, we were going back to the hoses. Now, I know some of you guys like to use, and, and, and sorry if I missed it because I had to run to the bathroom real quick. I was gone for a couple minutes, but I, Real King actually has that. I use a three, because I've got a three-inch dredge, that hose, and they sell, they sell the hose. The inside of it's smooth. Mm -hmm. Now, the hose is just a little bit stiffer, but I tell you what, I still yet to have uh, have to get a clog from it because those flat rocks don't get caught on them inside ribs. Right. It just, it just goes right through. Yeah. And I mean, it, it works really, really good. Like I said, the, the hose is a little bit stiffer, and that hose will, you know, as long as you have it dried and put up for wintertime, it'll keep a lot longer than yeah, your... A lot of people will use the corrugated outside and the smooth inside. That's what's recommended. Yeah, I use, yeah. My, my inside of my hose is smooth. You pay more for it, but yeah, I don't want... But, but you got to watch pressure, too. Inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, for the dredging hose, it isn't bad, but it, I, I've seen people that use the corrugated smooth inside for pressure hose also, which I attempted to do that, and that didn't work out very well because it kept popping holes in the hose, you know, because of the pressure. So right. if you do do that, and the reason I wanted it was because flexibility. Right. You know, I wanted to be able to cool the hose up and not worry about it because it, it was only feeding water to my nozzle, basically. Right. You know, so that's why I bought it. But here I found out my pump was only putting out 42 PSIs. Well, 
I heard it was only rated for forty. Okay. Now, now, so, if, if you're out in the in the field, Rich, and you get a hole in your hose, what do you do? Uh, there's a couple options. Um, it depends if what type of hose it is. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you use your lay flat hose, you can cut your lay flat hose. And cut a piece of it out, slide it down over top of where your hole is in your hose, fire it back up, and that'll seal it there a little bit. And then you can put tape around it there to stop the majority of your leak that way. Okay. Uh, the other way is basically duct tape or cut and splice. Oh, okay. Yep. But you don't have a clamp with you, so you... you oh, you... I always have stuff. Well, I used to. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. i got to build carry, my box back up. I carry up, Gorilla yeah. Tape. Because yeah. and it will work on your pressure hose too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, tape. It'll still, oh, yeah. but you wrap enough Gorilla tape around there, at least you can get your day in. You know, right? That's the thing. It's like I think we talked about that before in our like little little. Uh, yeah. Little yeah, we talked about what what stuff to bring. That in we bring. I think duct that. tape yeah. was was pretty high up there on the old well, list. Of, I re- I remember when Shad and Kathleen first got that that high banker from me. Um, when they were doing the suction thing, and and we were at the double D, and they they went up on the north end of the bridge, and Chad had it in the water. <laughs> he didn't have any duct tape, and it was or I don't know if he did or not, but it was like one leak after another. After <laughs> 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 that thing had tape everywhere on it. Oh, I'd laugh so hard. Yeah, hey. you are supposed to just so it gets you by, mm-hmm. so you can at the end of the day or the next day you can go mm-hmm. get you a new piece. Sure. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you can splice well, you see what too, Lou right? said? What's that? Uh, Lou said in the chat room, heck, she just uses that, puts duct tape on it until everything turns gray. <laughs> <laughs> just keep wrapping it. Then you got a gray hose. Yep. Yep. The old gray <laughs> you know. hose. Yeah. Just some things that, you know, maybe some people don't know. So that's why I like to ask these things. It's because you never know. I know. Oh, I, no. She just said in my line run, no. Her hose looks like a zebra. It really does. Hey, well, that's... Well, she's, you know, it's a good point that Ken just put on there also, and well, I think I have that later on, but to put tape on your clamps also. Yeah, great. I mean, idea. I ruined a brand new pair oh, yeah. of chest waders. Sure. Clamps. Because basically the clamp that was on my nozzle was rubbed up against my waders and poked a hole in them. They're, yeah, they're sharp. You know, and they're sharp. So, you know, you and cut you your t- fingers and cut anything. So. Yeah, tape the and crap out of them. And your, uh, you know, for your Hungarian ripples and stuff in, in dredge boxes or high banks, anything that you had them in and you took them out and you might be using vortex or hog matting or what happened in there, go ahead and just take and drill those pop rivets out and take those clamps off the side of the box because they will rip up your waders too. Did it. I took mine off. Yep, I drilled them so I could yep, take those. Just yep. take them off if you're not going to use them in. If you use, keep them. If you use them again, yeah. pop rivet back That's on. That's what but I did. Just yeah. to have them on there, mm-hmm. they will, yeah, they'll rip big holes in your waders. Yeah, they're just, they are or bad as a clamp. if you're standing next to a dredge. Yeah, they're bad as a clamp. They hang out there, and it's like, oh, just make them go away. Just drill exactly. the rivets out, put them in a box. It's like I have them if I want to put them back on, you know. I pulled my riffles. That's what I did. So yeah, that's yep. a good another good point. It's always good to point these things out. You know, that these... gorilla tape is so much better I than regular duct tape. tape that. <laughs> oh yeah. Said and I said keep a roll of duct tape in your 
your box when you take your equipment out with you, so you always have it with you. Yeah, what about that T-Rex tape? Have you guys tried that? No. Oh, oh man, I tell you what, oh. I forgot all about you that. Forgot. That is yeah. the stickiest stuff you oh, will ever... Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. You can't hardly pull it off the roll. <laughs> it is, yeah, it, it's got Gorilla Tape beat all the heck. I think it's got... Yeah, but you don't want that in a warm place, or you'll never get oh, that roll apart. I wonder if it'd be worse, yeah, but... It's like I'm sitting there looking at a roll of Gorilla Tape right now. I, I love that stuff. You know, I run oh, yeah. out. It's like, oh my god, I gotta get some Gorilla Tape. You know, just use it. You know, for I everything. know people look at prices on things, and d just plain old silver duct tape's a lot cheaper than Gorilla Tape, and I'm sure that that T-Rex tape. But yeah, you know what? In the long run, it It'll is work. worth it when you need it. Yes, it is. I've got. Has anybody tape. tried that Flex Tape? No. Nope, never tried that. Well, the one I picked up at three hundred pound weight. <laughs> yeah, that one, Dan. The one they slap it on a big hole in an aquarium and it stops the leak. That tape. I just they saw a boat in half. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw a boat in half and tape it together and go jet boating it through the Everglades with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems gimmicky. I, you know, it's like OxyClean. I don't know. It's you tried it, Ron. <laughs> What? No, I haven't tried it. Oh. No, Ed was saying you get what you pay for, and I said, you're right, Ed. You do. And I think, Absolutely. I forget what that stuff is. I think you only get a couple feet of it, and it's like, I forget. It, yeah, it's, you know? yeah. I mean, I'm it, not saying that doesn't work yet. That's a me really either, expensive. but it, I mean, yeah, it might work uh, if I have a hole in a big clear cylinder. I might need a piece to slap on there, but I think... <laughs> I'm just going to just stick with the old Gorilla Tape, or the cheap yeah. old duct tape, whichever one's closest when I go, mm -hmm. or whatever one I can afford that day. But it's always good to have it, because use it for everything. Good God. Oh, yeah. You know? As long as you, you got something on the tape, you know, that's all that matters. Now, what about the Flex Seal? Is that something we could put on our on our, our wetsuits. I'm not going to cut my boat in half to try no, it, I guarantee no. you. No, I was wondering, can we put it like on <laughs> our gloves? Shannon was using that on, on his waders. The on our, well, that's steel. what I was wondering. Could we use it on our knees, on our wetsuits, or our gloves? Can well, I've used, I've used, well, I, I've told you what I do with that, uh, oh, I dip my fingers in that stuff that you can buy. What's the name of it? Uh, that, for that, my gloves? That rubberized stuff? like Yeah, because I've got tools. some real expensive uh, yeah. diver's gloves. And instead of just keep going getting a new pair, I'll take and do the fingertips. Only the fingertips. I dip them in that. You can dip wrenches in and everything else, and mm -hmm. it works really well. Oh, yeah, Kathleen, was that, was that what, what Shannon was showing us on his wetsuit? Was that the Flex Seal stuff he was using? Yeah. And did it work? Yeah. He it's said, never, man. He ended up never using them that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, how much? Plastic dip, I think, is what. Yeah, the name plastic of my dip. Stuff That's was. the stuff yeah. you use. Right? I seen Razor put it yeah, up. That was it. Plastic dip. Yeah. Yep. I've seen stuff that works for tools. Good. You can get it in a can, or you can spray it. Interesting. Yeah. That's almost like liquid electric tape, I guess. Yeah, pretty much same thing. All right. That that uh, plastic dip stuff. That's pretty cool. And then you got the you got a lot of neat little things out there you could use like that. Uh, and uh, it's just good to know. I like to know these oh. things. <laughs> I always want to know. I like to learn. And I, I, like, I like your books. tips because a lot of the things I've never heard of. Yeah. What's that, Kathleen? Go ahead. I need to get another pair of gloves for this weekend. 
Now, there's another good point, gloves. You guys use them cheap jersey gloves, or do you get the mechanic gloves? Or I try, I try to, to get... Go ahead, Kathleen. Oh, we tried this new one, um, and this is good for, you know, summertime, not winter, where you need to keep your hands warmer, but <laughs> Menards had them, and they were just like a three-pack, and they're very, very inexpensive. I think we paid like a dollar fifty, but they were um, not not the fabric. It was more of a nylon stretchy mm-hmm. glove, but the, the palms were, were rubber, Right. Mm-hmm. and those actually lasted a long time. I used them like, oh gosh, for several trips, nonstop dredging, and they finally got a little hole in the side of the thumb. Uh, this last time I went, so I'm gonna get some more of those. Menards, <laughs> you got them at Menards. When you get them yeah. next time, let us know what they're called. Okay? I've seen people put money out on Kevlar gloves, and they don't last. Yeah. No, right. they don't last. Uh, Fueler gloves. Fueler gloves work good. Mm-hmm. I get the cut-resistant gloves. So I, yeah, I, I buy... Uh, they work really good. In real cold water, I get the five mil, the diver's gloves. They're they're spendy, but... Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're yeah in the wintertime, you need that. Sure. When you're in 39 to 41 degree <laughs> well, water, you, yeah. those, little, those, those wouldn't cut the mustard. You want something that's warm and keeps your hands yeah. relatively dry. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the ones I use are only for summer. Cause summer I gloves. Mm-hmm. They move my fingers around and they don't... <laughs> well, I know when we went in Indiana there last year in October, I'll tell you what, that water was freaking cold. Sure. It was <laughs> like 40-some degrees. I mean, your fingers got cold real quick if you didn't have a good yeah. pair of gloves. Sure, so you want your good gloves for your winter time and... And, and you'll it... wear the fingertips out in one day. Yeah. Uh, those expensive diver gloves, that's why yep. I'm saying... You need some kind of method like that plastic dip where you can do those fingertips. Right. That you way do them all. you're yeah. not just throwing them away because right. it doesn't take long, especially when you're dredging. No. It doesn't take long to go through a set of No, you're digging and scratching and, and pulling and yanking. It's, you... Yeah, Ken just said if you don't want to use knee pads, you can cut an inner tube off there and slide it up over your legs to your knees and help you kneel on the, so you don't put a hose in your That's wetsuit. a good idea too, yeah. Yep. Hey Kathleen, let me know next time you get a you get a three pack of them gloves. Or actually, if you go pick up some more, pick me up a pack. I'll pay you. I more. am going to get some this week. Pick okay. pick me up a pack of those. If you don't cool. care. And you got them at Menards, right, Kathleen? Yep. Send me a picture because I got a Menards right by me in Mansfield. Send me a picture of them. You know the package, and I'll grab me a set of them. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick up a set and we'll give them away too. You know. And I have purple tunnel, so you know. Moving the rocks, I, my fingers need to, to be able to move. <laughs> well, yeah, that's important. You got to move rocks. Yeah, it's the, that's part of your lifestyle. You're a rock mover when you're in that water. <laughs> well, in the winter time, those gloves they keep they, not the ones that I'm going to show you, but the diving gloves they do keep your hands warm, but uh, they're very hard to move. See? Your fingers. Right. Oh yeah. I, I like to move the rocks out of the hole. I I used to bring like a three prong, like a garden thing. Mm-hmm. You can either use the small hand ones if you're down in the hole, or if you want to stand up and use one of the long handled ones with three prongs on it. It's basically like uh, L shaped hooks on them. You know, right. you just dig down in and get your big rocks out of your hole. Sure. That helps to get the big rocks out of your hole. You know, and then your smaller mm-hmm. stuff you just suck up. Right. Yeah, Shad said they didn't sell them an extra small. Ha ha ha! I just I just need them an extra beefy working hand size. Dennis, my hands are bigger than yours. 
<laughs> oh mercy! I'm not. I I'm not even, touching yeah, this, guys. Just so you guys, <laughs> just so you guys know, I'm not touching this one. Not tonight. <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> Ain't happening, right? No, sir. Oh goodness! All right, let's let's take one more quick break, guys, and we'll be right back, everybody. If you're interested in gold prospecting or treasure hunting as a career, hobby, passion, or just something you're interested in getting into, you have to visit goldprospectorspace.com. At goldprospectorspace.com, you'll find forums, chats, videos, blogs, sections on dry washing, metal detecting, high banking, and so much more. At goldprospectorspace.com. There's a store, classifieds, and at goldprospectorspace.com every Sunday night, at 7.30 Eastern Time, tune in to Prospectors Radio, the talk show for gold prospectors and treasure hunters. Goldprospectorspace.com is a social network with thousands of members, and everything you need is at goldprospectorspace.com. Sign up today and get connected to others who share your love of gold and gold prospecting. Let the treasure hunt begin at goldprospectorspace.com goldprospectorspace.com all right everybody we're back told you it's gonna be a quick break you know i think it was we, quick it was quick break now kathleen all in 419-520-7574 yep on that note kathleen go ahead and get them names that are in the chat room i think we'll give some way a bag of jimbo's gold tonight so you get a name we you like let, you, jimbo's gold yeah you let me know when you got one and we'll get it ready the rules are as always, but for anybody new listening, if your name is called, you have one minute and 30 seconds to answer in the chat room that you are here, and it's that simple. If you do not it's answer... It's the chat room on Gold Prospector Space. If you do not answer in one minute and 30 seconds, another name will be drawn, and that's the way that works. Yes, so Kathleen, right. just say when. I have a name. You got a name? All right, let's yes. hear it. It is Brian James. Brian James? TikTok. TikTok. Brian James. One Brian minute, James. 30 seconds. Brian James. B-R-I-A-N. He's trying to ignore the song, but it's not working. It's not working. Yes. Brian James. I see you there, Brian. Jimbo's gold, man. Yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. Get some good gold. Brian. Hey, has anybody heard from... From uh, Dirt Hall? Yeah, the fires that's not, going on there? Not lately, no. Uh, well, congratulations. Congrats, Brian. Now, Rich will contact you. With I already a, got his address. You the man, Rich. <laughs> I'll send it to you. And yes, yeah. he had an easy name to pronounce. <laughs> I see. Let me write this down. And please, Brian, post some pictures after you go through that. <clears throat> we would love to see it. And so would all the other members. So, very yes. cool. Congrats. Enjoy that Jimbo's Golden. Thanks again to Jimbo uh, for that. And I'd like to ask again if you're posting pictures on Facebook. Remember, we have a GPS site here also. And people mm -hmm. would like to see those pictures that don't do Facebook. You're right. Post yep. them here. We like to see them here, too. Yeah. I'm seeing all this stuff on Facebook, but nothing here. We need need post. to have everyone being posting here. Yeah, post, post, post. Also, that's right. We love to see them. We're here every day, <laughs> so we want to see those new pics coming up. 
It's always nice. Everybody likes to see the gold, no matter where it is, where you found it, how you got it. We want to see the gold. It's it's pretty, and we like it. But we really like to hear the story behind it too. So very cool. Yeah. So congrats again, Brian, and thank you, Jimbo, as always. Dennis, you're talking over the Jeopardy theme. Just didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> oh, did you play the Jeopardy theme? No. Yeah. No, see, that's what I said. You wasted your time. I didn't even play it tonight. See? Oh, well, shoot. See, no worries. I don't, I don't do that to you all the time. Only once in a while. Usually when you're not here. <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Just admit it. You love it. Well, I notice whenever I talk... When it's playing, I don't even hear the song. It, I don't know why it blocks it out, but it blocks it out pretty cool. Yeah, well, for you, but we can still hear it really good. Oh, can you? Well, <laughs> that don't matter. Yeah, we hey, were hearing you and the we'll song. We'll have to change that. Yeah, you as can... long as you can still hear it, that's all that matters. All right, here's, here's a good buddy of ours, Toledo Jess, calling in. All right, Mr. Jesse, how you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. How are you doing tonight? Doing fine and dandy. Great, Jesse. Uh, hey, how's it going, Ryan? Hey. Dennis? Hey, Kathleen? Jess. Rich? Doing better, brother. Hey, buddy. How are uh, you? Get that sign put up on your house, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the guys down there keep yelling at me. And we tell them every yeah. week. Put the damn uh, sign sure. up, would you? Get down here. Every week, just we just waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Just waiting. I mean, on I've you. got got the neighbors that are calling me now and bugging me. You know, would you put the <laughs> sign up? Yeah, they're like, go or move already. Wait yeah, we've been waiting for you to move, and you're still here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been like, oh, he's still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like I, I got the, some. Some of Liz's ashes and mm-hmm. some vials here. Okay. I got yours, Tim. Okay, thank you. I got I got his and I got mine. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but uh, Ray did a video today where he took Lynn to Alaska. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. I seen very, it on the main page. Yeah, very cool. did a very nice, very nice video. Exactly. Everybody needs to check that video out. <laughs> yeah, definitely will. Posted on yeah. GPS and Facebook, so mm-hmm. you can see it both places. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Right, I think he's got he's got it posted on uh, YouTube right now, so he should he should be out of here soon if he hasn't already done it. Um, All right, cool. But yeah, I've seen it on and, Facebook and I do have this a couple morning. Of extra if anybody would want one, mm-hmm. would want to take Blin somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you got one for me, right? Right, Jess. If you want one, yes, sir. Yeah. There you okay, go. so now I got one. There you go. <laughs> I got one extra. Well, she just, always uh, wanted to go dredging. Right. If she could ever get a chance to, you know, she bought that metal detector and and dry washer because that's about all she had down there where she was mm-hmm. living. And but she right. always wanted to do the dredging. Well, she's gonna. Yep. Well, well, <laughs> we're gonna be taking her here and there, me and Ed, you know. So very cool. We'll take her wherever we go, and and uh. Hey, I'm looking for somebody around the Houston area. I'll be going down to Texas in the uh, beginning of October. Mm-hmm. So my wife says I can have a day to myself to go prospecting somewhere. So hopefully someone can get a hold of me out here and say, hey, I'm right near you. There Come you on go. down. <laughs> yeah. See, that'd be nice. 
Oh, wait a minute. That's Texas. There's no gold in Texas. I, I was going to say, unless you go to John's house and work in his driveway. His well, driveway. Yeah. Yeah, well, John's not too far from where I'm going to be going. Mm-hmm. He's not that far away. Of course, everything's far in Texas, so. You, yeah. you and John can set up a rig right there in his driveway and just start. <laughs> hey, there you go. I think I'll take the Cooley 7 with me. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, okay. I, I don't have any more vials, by the way. Oh, they're all gone now. They're all gone. I just John just messaged me and said he wants one. Well, there you go. That's, so that's your Texas. I got one for you, John. Just, Texas uh, connection. I just need your address. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need, right? Well, yes, sir. Very cool. Yeah, I'll get mine from you when I see you, Jess. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess by the next time I see you, it's going to be what? Gold rush face? Uh, you never know. Right, you never know. Well, uh, Just hang on to it. Never know. Right, you never know. Oh, I will. I may see you before I'll have him with me. All right, cool, brother. And awesome All thing. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, okay. no. Okay. Just everybody check out Ray's, uh, Razor's video. It's a pretty cool uh, little memorial he did for her. Definitely will. Well, we'll check you know that out. how that razor is. Oh, you know yeah. how that razor is with his videos. He's, He's awesome. on the ball. <laughs> he is awesome, for sure. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Jeff. Well, that's, that's it, so I'll let you guys go. All right, we got another call. Well, Thanks, brother. All right. See you later, yep. Jesse. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, buddy. All right, hold on one second. Okay, let me get this other caller in here. All right, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Tim, it's Ray. It's Ray. How you doing? <laughs> doing good, buddy. How are you? Boy, I tell you what, I'm covered in bruises. I went and had a hell of a good time last night on a, on an old Honda Odyssey. Oh, you did? <laughs> it about beat the living crap out of me, but I played on it for about seven hours, well, so that would it ex- serves me right. Yeah, right. That would explain <laughs> What were you doing that for? Oh, it was my uh, good friend, uh, uh, one of my best friends up here in Juneau. It was his uh, 52nd birthday. Mm-hmm. I actually made him his, a uh, few years ago, uh, I gave him the one of the buttons I made, the gold button that said Oz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was his, uh, it was his 52nd birthday, and him and I are motorcycle riding good buddies. Mm-hmm. So you, you decided to... To tear it up on a Honda Odyssey for seven hours. Oh, man. <laughs> I came home just covered in mud and, and a big smile. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that, buddy. You know, a few bruises, they'll heal. You'll be fine, right? It was worth yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. It was well Yeah, I wanted it. to add one more thing. One of the things we found up here, uh, and you'll see it on a lot of my waders, it's that white glue, and it's called 5200. Mm-hmm. Now, and that stuff is a really good, uh, really good, it sticks really good to the neoprene so long as it's dry. Mm-hmm. And what's a tube and of that's that? Another, that's another way to coat them and kind of preserve them. How much is a tube of that stuff, right? It's pretty expensive. It's like $6 a tube. Okay. And you can get that where? Where do you get that usually? Don uh, Ace Hardware, oh. uh, Home Depot. Really? Almost all of them have got that 5200. It's usually in the marine section. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe, you know, places in uh, some of your bigger marine outfits will definitely have it. Oh, okay. It's a marine set glue. Gotcha. But I, I'd be looking at Home Depot is where I'd be. So 5200, it's called. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a really good glue, really good glue. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I had fun today. I went ahead and... Um, 
got got those vials off because you know when I first became a member of GPS, uh, Lynn was always on on board. You know, a lot like Lou was. You mm-hmm. know, right. and and those two ladies are were always here to take and let the new people say hi. You oh know? yeah, definitely. And sure. uh, when El, El Swanko told us about this a year ago, I finally got everything all situated and and got it sent off to her and. I couldn't think of the two better spots and the two prettiest spots in Juneau that I, that I really enjoy, and that's the glacier and out there in my gold field out, out at the old Thaynor house. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I can't wait to watch the video now. <laughs> so, so yeah, she gets to hang out in two cool places in Juneau. Right? Ray, did you, send, did you send the video? Did you share it to Tina Marie? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's her sister. Yeah, the, okay. the yeah, she's already got it spread across uh, her, you know, the the actual memorial site for Lynn. And, yeah, that's um, daughter. They're real happy. There's, you know, it's it's all about you know all of this in the way of Tim's giveaways and everything. It's all about just having a big smile. Yeah. You know, if you can give another person just a small glimmer of happiness, right. you know, there's no price that you can put on that. You're right. Lynn had a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. She really did. She did. Yeah, yeah. She did. She was awesome. Still miss her. Yeah, it's yep. just that little empty spot there in the chat room. It seems like where she used to always be. <laughs> you know, what? it don't seem that way. To yeah, you but we so also got to think about the good times. That's you know, right. You can't always oh, think yeah. you sit there and my, moan you're and right. whine and cry you're, about you're it. Right. It's like, well, that was a big, nice, nice smile. Like that'll give me a good grin. Yeah, and like I said, Dennis got the meter actually, and and it's yep. like, yeah. So that's really cool. I met her also. Yeah, say so you guys. She yeah, uh, she got to meet her too. Yeah, she could really, she could get us laughing at times. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But it was awesome. Right? And I wanted to say uh, thanks to Mr. Tim, <laughs> or the Mountain Man out there, um, with uh, putting the inner tubes over. I've been thinking about how the heck I take and strengthen up a couple of spots where I always banging in my garage into the dredge. Mm-hmm. And I've even tore oh, through yeah. that 5200, so maybe I could take that 5200 and actually glue a chunk of inner tube there onto my spots that keep tearing on me. Yeah, because yeah. inner tube's pretty darn tough sometimes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I Ray, I wanted to thank you for sending that to me. I, uh, I got doorbell rang there on Saturday. They opened the door, there's a lady standing there with a big old tub. And I'm like, what? She's like, I got a, a box here for you. She said, it's all wet. I don't know what's going on. What is it? And I said, that's dirt from Alaska, I bet. And I started laughing. She's like, why would anyone send you dirt from Alaska? I said, because it's got gold in it. Don't you know that? She's like, what? You're nuts. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, see, hey, that's I'm how a, it is. You say, I'm a dirt farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've tried to I've tried to dry that sand out a couple of times, and it just takes too dang long. And you know, mm-hmm. we've only had yeah, three, you know, four days of daylight or sunshine this year, so drying stuff out in the sunshine don't work up here. So when yeah. I send out some dirt, it's gonna be soggy. <laughs> it's gonna be a little damp. <laughs> a little yeah, I want to let you know I got it. I'll I'll run that through my cleanup sluice here as soon as I get a chance. So. Very cool. Get it fired back well, up. run it, run it slow, Rich, because that stuff is definitely some fine powder gold. But you, okay, you know your equipment better than I do, so you'll you'll show me how good all your good stuff there works. I know, mm-hmm. I know yep. it'll work all. It'll catch it all. Heck yeah, pretty sweet. Can't wait to see it. You know? Yep, gonna be cool. 
And I can't wait to watch that video now. Uh, I'm a challenge for fine gold. I love fine gold. You are. It's like rich in his fine gold. Yeah. <laughs> we Hold need up. to change your name to Fine Gold Cooley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I. Hey, Joe just posted something on the main page too. It's a a, a festival or something in August 19th and 20th. Okay. There's nothing at that website. Oh, the link is a dead link. Yeah, it's a dead link. Okay. Maybe it's just... So I removed that, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Now let's Nothing do the link. Get the live link in there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Ray, like I said, can't wait to see that video, brother. All right, buddy. Yeah, th thanks again, Tim. We, I mean, we all love the GPS site. And, uh, man, the, the people that are in this site and everybody that comes in and visits us every Sunday and Wednesdays and all week yep. long, it's great to see them. Yep, it sure is. I I think it's the greatest too brother and thank you very much you know i appreciate it and everybody should donate that way it makes it easier <laughs> for tim to keep it up but we try god bless everybody good god night bless. take care ray thanks ray bye, take care, buddy. Much. bye buddy there you go always nice to hear from ray too yeah rich oh, yeah. fine gold coolie yeah i kind of like that a nice ring to it. <laughs> I know, Ken. I'm trying to get a video. Video, going, yeah, but... I see that. Video, Rich. Video, video. Make a video when you do it. I did one on Facebook in my cleanup sluice the last time, so well, there you... I, I got to try to do another one. You just got to learn. You, and you don't have a YouTube channel, right? No, and it's hard for me to post something in here in right. the site you, because but... I, I can't do it. Right, you just got to set up a YouTube account, and you can put them on there and then share them to here. That's the only way. Or there's two other ways too. I think it's Hulu or, or maybe not Hulu, something else. I forget. You were supposed to do that, wasn't you? What? You were supposed to uh, cook up instructions and put on oh, the site probably. so people could do that. that probably was. Uh, he was going to do that about a year ago. Probably, yeah. yeah. I'm glad everybody reminded me. Here's another caller. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, Tim. Uh, this is John Lane uh, from Danville, Indiana. Hey, how you doing tonight, John? Yeah. We are doing great. Just driving home from the pit. We just, um, we're listening to the radio show and listening to uh, Fine Gold uh, Cooley. Fine Gold Cooley. <laughs> I had the Fine Gold today. <laughs> Did now, you... I've seen you had some pretty good stuff there, John, I'll tell you. Did you do yeah, good? we did. I've never seen so much floating gold as what I had today. It would lump up, uh, look like clover leaves floating in the pan as we was doing our clean out. Oh, wow. Really? So, yeah, I know. He, 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 he tried to get me on uh, to come out there today, and I couldn't make it. So, of course, they, they were showing me little snippets, videos, and teasing me. And I was like, ah, uh -huh. I couldn't make the pit today. Well, John did. <laughs> that's what happens, yeah. Dennis, when you don't make it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I was I watching know. on Facebook, so I've seen it. Uh -huh. You got to rub it in, John, right? Oh, they do. They rub, rub it in when it I can't in. make I was it. Actually so well. using, I was actually using Rich's uh, cleanup sluice as a mini high banker today right there at the pit running out of the uh, tank. Uh-huh. Uh, no, there at the screw, and it was working quite well. I was classifying... Uh, a little screen but man i never seen so much fine goat as i had wow. today amazing so. that is cool good day for you i'm happy that, is that worked pretty good for you then john yeah it worked great i kind of modified gold, your spray bar just a little bit to get a more even flow i don't know if you saw that on the videos but um no, but yeah the sleep works great that, i love it nice. hey john how much gold do you think we've already got from the pit already this year 
I don't know. I've got uh, close to probably after today about uh, six or about six grams or so, maybe oh, seven I'll grams gar- myself. I guarantee you, we got more than that. But yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. All fine gold, John. It's all fine gold. Now today we are digging a little deeper. We got we got a few bigger flakes, but you know nothing giant. But right. you know it's good for the pet. Sure. But yeah. six grams of fine gold, you're getting, you're definitely getting a lot, you know? Yeah. We've got, we've yeah. recovered a lot of gold from the pit this year already. Nice, guys. You guys, lot. You guys are my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> you too, John. Yeah, you're out there. And you didn't take Dennis. You <laughs> left him at home. <laughs> well, I had, I had a meeting to go to that. I couldn't make oh, it. Oh, that's so right. Like, you had that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there, I couldn't. So, of course, they, they, him and Derek. We're out there, and they're both blasting me on on uh, Marco Polo, and oh, I bet they was. <laughs> oh yeah, I I kept getting the Marco Polo stuff, and yeah, they were really really rubbing it in on me today. Yeah, I bet they was. Way to go, guys! <laughs> oh, that's making up for the jib jab stuff that you do, Dan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that's funny. You <laughs> get you too, John. So. You got to get him yeah, back. Yeah, keep finding that gold, buddy. Yeah, definitely, John. And thank you for calling, yeah. brother. Yeah, we're working on it. I just with the fine, you know, we talk about the fine goat. I just had to chip in. So, hey, you guys have a nice night. And um, oh, I've met. I haven't met you, Tim. I've met most of the rest of the group. But uh, soon, buddy. Hopefully, we will. So. Yeah, definitely soon, John. I promise. You know, guarantee. Okay. You guys take care. You too, John. Take care, buddy. Uh, All right. Bye. Chad posted some pictures. Dad, did you see that cup of gold he's got sitting on that scale? Yeah, that was the four grams, yeah. Good Lord. Keep talking for a minute. I guess got an important message, so keep talking for a second. Yeah, yeah it looks like the biffles are already killing it this season. <laughs> We're making up for lost time. Boy, I've got a lot to make up. Yeah, yeah I, I need to get back out there and get the rest of my equipment back from the biffles. They're probably tired of Storing it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I see you guys are struggling. <laughs> no, Joe just posted something in there in the chat room. That was about that Delta Gold them. Diggers. Yeah. Uh, you're going to check that site to make sure it's right. Oh, you may see if the yeah, link's right. That link is good. That link is okay. good. This link is good. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's August 19th and 20th. Anything uh, to do with gold or the outdoors. Hands-on activity period. Uh, relive the gold rush. Find some jewels and some equipment. Uh, the mission is $7 for adults and 12 and under is free. Cool. And the website is posted there, uh, www.deltagolddiggers.com. Oh, that sounds and like a I will, I will be going there. Uh, Derek, is. we're flying out early, so I'm going to be representing the show. And I will be at that GOAT show. Yeah, Delta Gold go, they're, they're a good organization. Yeah, cool. They're just over the hill. Sounds like yep. a fun little thing to to do. Yeah, you have to take some cards along, Denny. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm taking my cards and going to have my, my shirt on and representing the show. Yep, represent, my man. Thank you. Oh, very cool. Well, let me see. Trying to think, did we cover everything? Not well, I think sure. we pretty much covered it all. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the dredging, talking about dredging and, and different things. And I'm always happy when I can help people with tips and 
and different things. I I feel the same way Ken does, Big Mountain Man. You know, I mean, you know, if ever we can ask questions, you know, or, or answer some questions for people, it's it helps. You know, especially the tips we've learned from the hard knocks and from making lots of mistakes. Oh yeah, definitely. And if we can help you do it a little bit easier, we don't mind doing it. That's what the show's for. That's why we're here every week. And the site, yes. Yeah, right, definitely. And uh, on that note, we want to, I don't think I'm forgetting anything tonight, which I'm so good at doing. Uh, We want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. Rich, great job with Coolidge Corner. Yes, we still have some of the Crony Club glasses available, Ray. They're sitting here behind me, actually. Ray, you got to get cool. And, uh. I, did. Get, I want to see him drinking beer in it. That's Just right. fill that heavy sucker up. That's right. And uh, <clears throat> I did mention that I was going to be ordering hats, and I said if any of the ladies are interested in maybe a pink crony club hat, you guys got to let me know, and I'm going to place an order here real soon to get a couple, couple more. So I don't want to leave the ladies out. If they'd like a special color or something, let me know. Just send me a message. And we want to thank everybody for being here tonight. And thanks for listening to us. As always, be sure to tune in Wednesday for West Coast Wednesdays, Wednesday night at 9 o'clock right here on Prospector Radio. And until then, everybody have a great week, and thanks again for tuning in. Good night, everybody. Good night, night, everybody. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 7.30 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.